We don't even talk anymore, except every week. <laughs> I am so excited for Christmas break for a lot of reasons. Can, can I, I just tell you why? This segment of John Boy and Billy BS is brought to you by videos.church. <laughs> yeah, Luke, tell me why. Three things are happening that I'm very excited for during the Christmas break that I'm going to have. Uh, one, yes. it's Christmas time. It's, it's a great time of the year to draw closer to our Lord. Two... My mom's going to be in town, and that's always fun. Ah, nice. Three. I like your mom. I know. My mom is a phenomenal I, – I feel like I don't give my mom enough credit to certain people. My mom is a phenomenal woman. I just adore that woman to death. So, hi, mom. I mean, she's all right. Let's not get, let's not get carried away. Let's be honest. Like, the most important part about my mom <laughs> is that she's a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash CF. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Um, no, my mom's great. She's a heart of gold. Uh, so – and then, obviously, three, The Last Jedi. Very excited for that. Very, and we, we should probably talk about that. We, we've been asked a few times to share our thoughts on it. So we should, that should be a topic today. Um, but more importantly, number four. And, guys, number four is a big, big deal. We will be turning my back room into an office slash podcast studio. Very excited for this. I finally have a re- I thought you were turning it into a, into a creative suite. Well, yeah. The, a creative suite. That's what it is. A creative suite. We're gonna. I'm gonna finally be able to hang up my Mr. Wayne poster. I haven't had up in like four years. <laughs> it's um, That's awesome. it's it's a minimalist poster of a half Batman, half Bruce Wayne in a very kind of it's very like orange rusty color. Super cool. Uh, had it up on my wall for a few years before I moved. Out of De- I think I had it in my apartment in Denver. I don't really remember. Um, it's great. Uh, we've got a very cr- yeah. You did because I visited your I visited your house in Denver. That's right. That's right. Where I got you where I got you into The Walking Dead. That's right. We did. That's right. Yes. Yes, yes baby bird. Yeah. And then I um we have a we have a minimalist poster of Peggy from Mad Men that I got my wife for her birthday, I think, or for Christmas last year. I don't remember <laughs> which one. Finally got to frame that, and and I'm very excited. So we're gonna hang up my. The catching box, the catching boxes, the catching foxes thing that you got me. Uh, it's gonna be up here nice. as well. So yeah, I'm very excited. Hey. I'm gonna buy some stuff from IKEA. I'm gonna add some stuff to an old desk that we have. I'm gonna move some stuff around. Yeah, it was really funny. Luke called me um, one day to chit chat while I was at the container store with eyes filled with uh, the desire to purchase everything in sight. And what I got was a bunch of. Um, Things to help with, like, cable management. I have a stand for my headphones away from the front of my desk, so my little monster Thomas can't take it. Um, I mean, Thomas, if, I've, if I don't have this place on lockdown, I will come back. Passwords will be entered. <laughs> <laughs> he will smash every little thing in my desk goal he, region. He's got and a direct so, line to the, to the Russians going on. <laughs> he's very close to Trump. And so we, have, <laughs> we just have a lot going on. And so um, I have I've rearranged and rewired everything. So uh, my goal is that that he he can't. And I was talking so loudly to Luke on the phone that um, two customer service people came over to check and see if I needed any help. While I was talking <laughs> to you. And I was like, oh, oh, I am being loud. Oh, yeah. excuse me. Sir. Hey, but I do want to say uh, something. I'm real- sorry. Go ahead. 
No, you don't. You do your funny thing. Oh. Um, excuse me, sir. You're clearly a podcaster. Uh, could you turn it down a little bit? Uh, we're not very interested in hearing about your 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 Patreon page at patreon.com slash CF. You could just stop that. We'd, be, we'd appreciate that. <laughs> excuse me, sir. You're obviously a fat white male who's out of touch with reality. Uh, so that means you're a podcaster. Can you please lower your voice unless you're doing the podcast live, in which case we're going to have to ask you to leave. Excuse me. Uh, we've really had enough of you uh, average looking white guys in your podcasting, if you will. Uh, I think the time's done. M- move along. <laughs> Did you call that a haircut? Oh, and then I just get real sad and leave because I do. I do call this a haircut. Ah, I paid top dollar for a beard trim and a haircut, and it still looks. Oh my gosh! I got to tell you about my last time I got my haircut. Go on. Holy crap! Everything has to stop. I was gonna thank all of our Catching Foxes Patreon supporters. Twenty-two of you who donated because a slick-sounding Australian encouraged it. But um, th- let me tell you this story first, and then we'll go to thanking people. So I'm getting my haircut at an expensive male haircutting place where they do beard trimming and whatnot. There's tattoos and, and, and beards and bourbon. Uh, well, uh, absolutely, there is. So I had I had gotten a delicious craft beer while I was waiting at 11 o'clock in the morning, and uh, I was getting my haircut. The lady was talking to me, and generally speaking, I hate chumming it up because I feel like it's so forced. But there are a handful of people who cut my hair who I'm like, yeah, you know, this is great. These people are great. This woman was very talkative and very just wonderful to talk to, and she's really funny, and she she's a believer in the Lord. I believe she spelled that L-A-W-D. Nice. And, uh, and we're going back and forth, and we're talking, and then she starts talking about her grandmother and that her grandmother, uh, who has been a widow for 30 years and never remarried, um, still has sexual arousal. As you do. She, she's telling me this. <laughs> As she's cutting my hair. Like, what do you do? When <laughs> she's it... got the sexual arousal. Okay, then she then she levels up. She levels up. The woman is behind me cutting my hair. She takes a giant step to the right, so she is fully within my view through the mirror of her body. And then she points at her vagina, true story, and says, my grandmother then said, what do you do when you get hot down there? You know, down in your lady parts. we went from delightful conversation to talking about 91 year old grandmother's sexual arousal and the fact that she still gets hot down there luke what am i supposed to do with this while i'm getting my hair cut you go well let's talk about theology of the body it was so weird i just went whoa oh and, and, and what did you tell her and she's like i just told her grammy you can't do anything about that see <laughs> you too old <laughs> theology of the body makes com- i think it's beautiful makes complete sense except except when you get to uh geriatric uh procreation uh, well, there there is no procreation if you're yeah. a geriatric. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, no. I, I know when you're like at a certain age, which we are very close to being at, if you are pregnant, you have a geriatric pregnancy. Cause oh, yeah, that's older. true. But okay, so, I so I should yeah. probably change how, how I say this. Uh, when there's more like wrinkly stuff than there is uh, non-wrinkly. Non-wrinkly. <laughs> <There is> smooth? <laughs> Yeah. Smooth? Is that the opposite? Like, uh, where are we going with this? Where are we I'm, going? I'm saying, that? like, why do old people want to have sex? It's so, I mean, of, of course, it's it's natural. And I'm not saying that, like, it's bad that they want to. I'm just saying it's like, 
so I get theology of the body until it comes to that because so uh, there's this place in Ariz- in Arizona <laughs> where there's like a major where some people that I know kind 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 of live and you have to be over the age of fifty five and they've had like problems in the past of like old people having sex like in public and you you'll have like outbreaks of certain STDs at nursing homes and retirement centers and things like that. I do think that some of this is a is, – because you didn't have this in the past. You always had people that were sleeping around as old people. But I do think that there is – oh, man, I can't believe we're talking about this. Uh, I, know, I do right? think that there is <laughs> – Took a hard right turn at the geriatric sex <laughs> and never stopped for 45 minutes, which is funny. It's how long it takes once you get older because it's just a matter of positioning and the movement. It's like hold, hold, hold. That's, oh, oh, gosh, hold. Let's, let's just calm down for a second. That's how I imagine it goes like. Oh man, what a train wreck this has become! We're gonna well, this was catching foxes, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to apologize to the four priests who are now donating to us on a monthly basis, uh, to the seventeen consecrated virgin women, and uh, and to Wade, the good Wade. We just had all these people start listening because of Matt Fred, and they're just all gonna go away. <laughs> Because I have oh, to make... man. I'm going to have to edit. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> or, okay, actually, or you Luke, can just... Luke, I, Luke I, I think you have... And we need to talk about this. I think you have a death wish. <laughs> I think you have a death wish through your sense of humor that you're like, this is really bad. That's why I want to say it right now. And then there's something inside of you. We'll call it concupiscence for the time being as a placeholder that rages up within you. And it just says, you know what, Luke? Keep going. Let's see how far this rabbit hole really goes. I was wanting to tell an awkward story about the woman cutting my hair. And then we really did a deep dive, no pun intended, into geriatric sex. I mean, oh, oh, man, there was a joke I wanted to make that I did not, that I really, that's maturity right there, everyone. That's maturity. That's maturity. So, So before we go any further, I think it's appropriate to kind of uh, sidestep out of this and say thank you to all of our donors who contributed on December. Absolutely, thank Uh, you. You will be getting a call from Matt Brad if you have not already. Um, The idea was that all new donors on December eighth, we got Zach and Brian and Jacob and Joshua and Curtis and Wade and Kyle and Michael and Dan and James and Connor, Trisha, Fernando. John, Marco, Luke, Cosden, Sean, Malcolm, Bill, Becky, and Neil. All of you wonderful people, 22 people donated $1 or more. I want to give mad props to two groups of people, people that upped their donation by a dollar or two and people who gave a dollar or two. We don't ever want people to feel like you're buying our love. We thank you for our support. Literally, I just spent probably about $300 or no, uh, $600 on me and Luke to upgrade our sound equipment because not because of the December 8th donations, but because of those in November who have donated y'all support means the world to us. Uh, and so, uh, I do want to say thank you very, very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your donations. I'm going to take everyone who donated in March and December and I'll include them on the show notes, uh, for this week and next week. Really, it was it was truly amazing to see that we gained like two hundred more dollars a month in pledges just because of Matt Frad. And people are donating, even though the thing was just for December eighth. People are donating on December 9th, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth. It's it's been awesome. So every mm-hmm. morning I wake up and it's like there's a new person person donating a dollar or two dollars. So 
thank you very much. Do not feel like your donation doesn't mean anything if it's not in the higher brackets. It means the world to us that you vote a dollar to us uh, a month. So $12 a year, you say, the show must go on. And so we thank you for that. Yes. Thank you. That really, uh, um, that means the world to us. So thank you. Don't worry, people. I'll edit that out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel like I say that all the time now. I'll edit that out. I'll so edit that out. Do you think, like, old sex is good for your heart? Like, is it dangerous for yes. your heart? Good for your no, heart? No, unless, unless you're post-stroke. Oh, sorry, Luke. Oh, wah, wah, wah. Oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, who am I kidding? I probably have type 2 diabetes. <laughs> hey, so can we talk about it, it's it's mid December. Uh, we have a couple like ready made topics that I think we could always tap into. We One do. is and New we Year's. just talked. Yeah, huh? true. You mean just haven't talked in a while. We haven't. We haven't. And I'm yeah, sorry, man. I've been, been so busy. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. I no. We we both have been very busy. So I'm just so I'm, busy. Uh, so busy. I'm very excited to. I almost can. Can I tell you a little bit of a secret? Oh, just between us, man. I feel like Connie Chung now. Just between me and you and the camera. Oh, that's right. She's a yeah. Um, that was so weird. <laughs> She's like uh, Newt Gingrich's old mom didn't know there was a camera and a microphone in the room. Uh, even though I goaded her it, into it. Um, is goaded a word? Goaded. 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 Whatever. Duly noted. Um, All right. Moving along. I'm Kiss in a Facebook Tober. group. Kiss Tober. <laughs> I'm in a Facebook group with the old Reese Roper. I've got what? an in, my friend. I've got an in. So I'm going to, I think after the new year, I'm going to send a message. Mm. So for those of you who don't know, Reese Roper is the lead singer of Five Iron Frenzy and Brave St. Saturn. Five Iron Frenzy being a ska band. You, you guys remember ska from the late 90s that no one cares about? And the early 2000s. And <laughs> Luke, so Luke introduced me. I, I, don't, I do not like ska. I like Mighty Mighty Boston's. I like a handful of things. But I will have to say, Five Iron Frenzy has a handful of songs that are fully full band ska music, and I love them. Uh, and my favorite one being, um, oh, man, what was it? Uh, Peter swam across the water and found uh, it on the beach. Far, far away. Far, far away. Far, far away, which you can't song on iTunes streaming, I think. Very good. So uh, with so every now and again, we'll get the occasional uh, Christian rock star on the old podcast here. We're in, um, I am in a long, long email exchange with uh, certain other in a certain other individual who might come on at some point in time, we can. He's he's been very busy with the release of his new album, but he wants to, so we'll we'll see what happens. But anyways, every now and again, we get the Ooh, occasional so Christian cryptic. rock guy. I know. Well, you know who I'm talking about, right? I don't want to. I'm say nope. his name, but <laughs> not even uh, a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'll tell you about it, it later. Yeah. I, I already told you about this a while ago. So, anyways, um, tell me in the so after had show. Aaron Gillespie from Under Oath. Uh, who else did we have? Is that it? <laughs> so anyways, we had, uh, Aaron from me without you. Yeah. We had Aaron from me. With, oh my gosh. Yeah. Aaron from me without you. Um, I think we've had more people than that from that era, but like, maybe not. Okay. So anyways, um, Reese Roper to me is like the pinnacle of all these people. This is, he is a hero of mine 
that I mean, of course, I would, would never say that to his face. He's the kind of person who kind of hates that that kind of uh, um, that kind of attention. So I'd really have to f- check my fanboy stuff, which I think I think I could for for him. But he's been someone that I have that has you know impacted my life since I was. I mean, I first got into their stuff around the age of fourteen. Really fell in love at sixteen. So that's half my life, right there. That I've been a huge fan of this guy's stuff. So to have him on the podcast would be, I think, uh, the pinnacle, if you will. It'd be a very, very big deal. And would you have retire? And can I replace you with Matt Fratt at that point? Oh yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, no, I'm good. After after that, just take. Take take me out back and old yeller me. <laughs> Slap that toe tag on my foot. <laughs> Replace me with an Aussie. And then, <laughs> then tell my story to kids in sixth grade classrooms across America. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I'm, I uh, think I know what I wanted to talk to him about. Because, anyway, I just don't want to be a, like, like a whole hour of, do you remember, remember that one time when when you recorded pre, pre-ex-girlfriend? That was pretty cool. You know, um, I want to have some things. To, I want to give him a space to because like part of the reason why I like to have those guys on is and this is really true. It gives me an opportunity to like put the spotlight on these guys to people that I don't think they would ever really take the time to like hear them out. So like these are guys that I've been paying attention for that I've been paying attention to for a very long time. That I'm like, oh, I think people in our little Catholic world need to know about these people on a deeper <laughs> level. So, you need to know and, about my heroes, Catholic world. <laughs> no, but it's true, though. If there's one group like... of people that I think the entire Roman Catholic world, which is everyone that listens to Catching Foxes, needs to know about. <laughs> it's the lead singer of 90s and early 2000s <laughs> ska bands. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that a lot of these guys have made some really just great art, and I think they're worth chatting with so uh put that in your blood and smoke it gormley um done yeah done. so i think i i know i have not sent this message to him uh but um he's he has a facebook account that he uses for interaction with his fans stuff as part of this group and i'm like well okay here we go i can do it nice here we go so we might have reached up on the podcast buckle up ladies and gentlemen it's about to get spicy and yeah. I'm not just talking to our geriatric audience. And by, <laughs> and by <laughs> nope, nope, calm nope, down, calm. everyone. <laughs> um, and I don't mean spicy as in because this is a band from 1998 when the Spice Girls were popular. Spice up your life, everyone. Every boy Gosh. and every girl. Hey, no, but Man. what I was trying to say before you rudely interrupted me was there are two natural or three natural things we can do right now. Talk about the new year. Talk about the year gone by and talk about Christmas stuff. Right. I think we talk about Christmas stuff because that's coming up. I, I like to save the, the New Year stuff and, and the year gone by for the episode between Christmas and the New Year. Okay, but this is all I'm saying. I, you know, everyone does New Year's resolutions. I, I want to try to do it differently. It's what we talked about in the Container Store at Volume yeah, Eleven. But I thought that, but I thought that's what we were going to yeah, do for the New Year's prepare. episode. Okay, people need okay. to prepare. Oh, okay, no, no. no. So, but, okay, so I think but, you no, 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 should no, talk no. about it. Hmm. Hmm. But I also no, no, have other okay. things to talk about, I know, like yeah. me and my wife's romantic, sexy staycation that's going to start tomorrow. Yeah, I said it. Well, a that's sexy right. Staycation. Uh-huh. That's right. Buckle up, Gormleys. 
Oh, my goodness. Watch out. Gormley kid number five is about to be conceived. <laughs> Ew, was that too much? Nah, it's not enough. Listen, here's the deal. Uh, you, here's, here's the, the thing. Deal. You yell at me, and then you go way far for something that's I like know. practical. One just hypothetical 100%. sick jokes. But the difference is... Uh, it's me and my wife. We're married, and it's very beautiful. <laughs> That's true. We haven't had a train wreck of an episode in a while, so I'm really enjoying this one. I know, right? Uh, the <laughs> no. So what? This is. Uh, let me give you the play by play. So I bought while in Philadelphia. So first, her... a lot of regret. Go on. Yeah, a lot of alcohol and regret. Uh, no, first I was in Philadelphia doing a parish mission. Met up with uh, several of our fans. Jason Carter, friend of the show, was there. Uh, the first donor of our show on patreon actually and uh we were there no, the star wars jason thank uh, you yeah the first star Wars or the big star wars trailer came on and then afterwards said tickets available now and i pulled out my phone and i went on my app and i bought two tickets d box tickets it's reserved you don't have to stand in line like a chump got it right in the middle of the theater but it was at the eleven twenty showing and so i told nice. my wife i said listen i got us two tickets if you want to come that's great if not um, I, you know, I got a, I got a long line of people that'll take your spot. And what ended up happening was she said, let's turn it into a night. Let's get a hotel over there. And then it became, let's turn it into a weekend. So this is, you know, we joke that Luke is my second wife, but in this case, he's kind of my first wife because me and Luke stayed in the hotel in downtown Houston, the marquee Marriott for the encounter Houston conference. And I have the exact same room. For me and Shannon, except instead of uh, instead of queen beds, it's a one king size bed. Oh, so we're gonna are you going to get all like pissy with her when she comes in at four o'clock in the morning and forgets to shut the heavy hotel door quietly? Yes, yes. If she comes After in without drinking me at four o'clock, four thirty <laughs> in the morning, when I have to get up at five thirty, I might be a little pissy. Might be a little pissy. <laughs> Might be a little pissy. I bought the damn hotel room. Might Sorry, be a I was pissy. enjoying spending time with our friends that I don't get to see all that often. Gosh. Am I right, Luke fans? <laughs> <laughs> Am I right, Team Luke? <laughs> oh, Team Luke. That sounds gross. Um, uh, anywho, so I'm going to take my wife to the hotel, <laughs> hit up a bar, then go to see Star Wars, then go back to the hotel. Hopefully not wake up till lunchtime, but we all know. Everyone who's a parent with little kids knows you will be waking up before seven. And so I'm not looking forward to that. But um, and then we're going to spend we're going to go to a brewery tour. We're going to meet up with some people downtown Houston, which we never get to do. We never get to do fun stuff like that. So I am super excited. And oh, that's Shannon's, really cool. Uh, NFP. Here's the best part. Shannon's NFP chart on time and on target. There you go. We're post peak post peak, baby. Post peak's the dream zone. <laughs> that's a oh, 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 oh. you know zone. That's a like an angelic music playing in the background. Oh, that was angelic music. That's what that was. Yeah. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I think we should have. Oh my gosh! I just got a great idea. So we still need to do <laughs> the Catching Foxes NFP chart, but the post peak yeah. zone like like needs to have like a watermark where it's just like us. Like with like being like yeah with our thumbs up or something like 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 that yeah and like uh, yes. little like uh, cherub angels like holding things around us or something okay okay I like where this is going <laughs> I like where this is going I also think that I should Facebook live my entire staycation well, yeah like, no no, no. 
<laughs> well, yeah. Shannon's like, no phones. I already put my autoresponder on at work. I took an extra day. I, I was planning on going to work tomorrow, but I'm like, you know what? I'm putting an autoresponder on right now. Take an extra day. Right, right. Like, none of that. Except I think I'm going to live stream everything. So this is us at the bar. Hey, and Shannon's going to be like, I'm going to murder you. And it'll be fun. He's like, girl, man, when I'm... Pound your face on this bar. I've done it before. I'll do it again. <laughs> yeah. You see that mark right there? That was my ex-boyfriend's tooth. Put it right through the bar. <laughs> You're not kidding. Well, like, she's like, I'm watching the bar. It gets real uh, quiet. It's like record scratches and stops. It's like, <laughs> oh, hi, Shannon. Uh, it's good to see you. <laughs> How the past uh, 10 years been? Good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope everything, things have been fine here. How? Haven't had an incident in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you're still getting my my monthly tribute payment. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out, like, she's, like, a major drug dealer, like, Sons of Anarchy or something like that. She, like, rides off like a motorcycle, and you're like, I did not know. (laughs) And her her nickname is Needles on the street because she only deals in heroin. (laughs) Needles. That's weird. This is dark. (laughs) Anywho. Man, this John Boy and Billy BS comment is now forcing us to stay in this zone forever. I know. This is where this is where if we had a producer named Joey Muckenthaler, he would just quietly whisper into our ears, move on to another topic. Move on to another topic. And we would say, okay, back to geriatrics. And then it would just be a disaster. That's the thing that I love about us. It's like, hey, instead of... What's the worst thing that we could do? Yeah? All right, let's just do that at like 100 miles an hour without stopping. And then once you crash into a wall, you keep ramming it in there. You just ram it. There's like this geriatric thing will work. And you just ram it. Okay, we're going to take a brief break and talk about videos.church. <laughs> That's videos.church. Took a buddy, Andy Levznevsky, put together this wonderful set of 27 videos. A great course for Catholic parents. You should go over to videos.church and check it out. He gave me an access code. Yes, I am a speaker on the dang thing, but that's not enough. He gave me an access code so that I could check out all the videos. Um, and it's really cool because the way Andy has it set up at videos.church, the way he has it set up is you go through it as an online course. This is not just a bunch of YouTube videos strung together. It is well thought out. It is curriculum meant to have an impact on your life. The first set is for Catholic parents. You can watch the videos with your family. This is not a Catching Foxes produced thing, so it is family friendly. Uh, so the whole deal with um, with what he's trying to do is build rock-solid Catholic content that has multiple modules. So it's like a talk, tips for parents how to break it open, things that you can watch with your kids. It is really great. He got a number of nationally known speakers. Uh, I'm one of them as your favorite D-list Catholic celebrity. Um, and it's great. Yeah, he's got a lot of great content. So it, it drips out. You don't just watch them all at once. Uh, you go through a week. He even has quizzes and ongoing like written content. So it all works out really well. And if you go there right now to videos.church and when you're buying it, you enter in the promotion code CF, you will get 15% off on your purchase. That's CF for Catching Foxes. Thank you very much to Andy and videos.church. Thank you. I have a special announcement for all of our listeners. I Drum roll, please. Wait. I cannot see Star Wars until December 23rd. Please, please. Do not spoil this for me. Now, I've got a... What is wrong with you? I'm waiting to see it with my mom. So... I mean, yeah, that's cute, but come on. I know. I'm so excited to see it with my mom, but this is going to be so hard. 
like this is this is actually it. like this I've thought about it, like well maybe this is just my sacrifice for advent kind of hard so which is crazy but you got to think about how important <laughs> Star Wars is to people of our generation so I have an extension on Chrome that is actually fantastic that helps cover up any spoilers when I type in certain keywords so that's good but what I'm a little bit worried about what's that Chrome what's that called what's that called uh, so the extension it's actually super great I've got it going for Infinity War as well. Uh, the extension is called uh, – that's Grammarly. Uh, the extension is called Spoiler <laughs> Protection 2.0. That, that is, is a, hysterical. As far as – now, it's – and now, the only bad part is it does slow down your web pages a bit. And it's kind of noticeable because it's basically going through that page for any sort of keywords, especially if you enter in specific pages. It will scan the whole thing. And it, it, it does really – it's actually really great. So – um, and it just covers it up in red, so you cannot see it. So ha! I that is so funny. I'm doing my best. Oh, the th- yeah, I'll be going like nine days the things, or something. The things we do for love. I know. I know. Man, what is it called again? Spoiler what? Spoiler protection, and it's version 2.0. So it'll just be called spoiler protection 2.0. So, oh my uh, gosh, that is hilarious! I am just asking. You know what? You know what plugins I have? You know what plugins I have? I have Ghostery to block trackers. I have what font to help me identify sweet looking fonts on the internet. <laughs> and then, uh, and no, that's it. That's it. So yes, we will help you, Luke. We will help you. So here's what I'm most worried about. Just really quick, I'll mm-hmm. just share my the the extensions that I have. Easy screenshot, Evernote. Um, add block, uh, Amazon for Chrome, Dropbox, um, content farm blocker, which does help, but I can, I can get around that pretty easily. <laughs> it's all about, const- it's all about constraint as opposed to re- restraint. And then I yeah. have Grammarly and then I have, um, spoiler of protection 2.0. So, um, wow. What I'm worried about is the emails. So here's what I'm asking you guys. The emails and the old text messages. Please do not email us about The Last Jedi until after Christmas. If you can just wait, I would. we'll do a whole episode on it. We'll do, and we, will like, we will just review the shit out of this film. And we'll break it down. But I'm begging you guys. If you really love us, please. If, uh, if you don't... If you really don't like us, let's say you're part of some, you know, hypothetical podcast that, you know, like rhymes with like the bunch or something, um, I will literally burn everything you're building to the ground. He will come at you like a spider monkey in heat. <laughs> he will come at you like a geriatric in heat with nothing to lose. <laughs> I will come at you like an 80 man whose only thing he's got I'm left to burn is the, oh, okay. So, um <laughs> <laughs> it's the calories. <laughs> yeah. That that you know craps. Um so uh you had to go there. Yeah, you I had just to go I, there. I had to. Please do not ruin this for me. I'm begging you. Please, please, please. So if you're on Team Goom- Goomer, <laughs> if you're on Team Gomer, real... please, for the love of God, ruin it for Luke. <laughs> if someone, because I've heard this, that like this got some pretty big stuff, and you want to avoid spoilers at all costs. So I'm begging you guys, please, please. If not, I might just kill a kitten or something. I'll just go crazy. 
Luke, I learned something new about you that I didn't know because of Facebook. What? I I learned that you had that you have currently a Google alert set for any mention of our podcast. Oh, and guess how long I've had that for? How long? Oh, day one. Uh, yeah, probably since day one. Just in case. And any noticeable mentions of us no. outside of the ones that we already know about? No, nope. like the crunch over and over again. Nope. Just nope. Uh, so that's why I found out about the uh, the good people over at Stir had a great article about us. Uh, that's why I found oh, out right, about right, that. Right, right, that was good. Yeah. So that was very yeah. So thank you to the, to the fine folks over at Stir. Um, yeah. So, man, that is so funny. You published it for those of you who didn't see. It looks like. So I'm revealing how much of a narcissist of I, I am. I have a Catching Foxes Google alert. So every time it's written somewhere and Google finds out about it, it lets me know, which is hysterical. And then <laughs> it, it led you to a crazy article about a group of bats that are described as red foxes. And they're like, we got to catch those foxes. Boop, yeah. boop, boop, boop. <laughs> it's like, like, yes, you must. I'm on my way, Australia. Uh yeah, Queensland, so Australia is where these bats <laughs> are like terrorizing the town. Kind of crazy. It's like a full on. The best line of it was, "We are still studying their feces and urine to decide if it's harmful for human immune systems." Well, that's a oh, that's good, a big deal, deal, though. You know, well, that, yeah, it is. That's in fact, crazy. one of our listeners was like, "I left a T-shirt out in there, and I got it in the morning, and it was outside to dry, and I got it in the morning. It was covered in bat crap." Oh, wow! You imagine in Carmen San Diego, we call that guano, and it was a tip. But I was always getting too close, Seamus. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you play a lot? Did you play a lot of Where in the World Is Carmen San Diego? A little bit, not a lot, a little bit. Did you watch the TV show? Nah. You know, there's just certain, like, what are the certain things for you that when, like, we were a kid that were big that you just, for some reason, just didn't click? Uh, that that were normal for other kids? That yeah, 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 yeah. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? I, I, I went through a phase with, Power Rangers. I, I like that. See, we were just a little bit too old for even, it, but I, it was, I'm sorry, yeah, go on. Yeah. No, I was going to say, we were a little bit too old for it, but still, I thought it was... I don't know. I, uh, all my friends watched it. They didn't. It's, well, I shouldn't say all. A couple of my friends watched it. And they were into it. And then Pokemon came out after. So it was when we were l- even older. But from the very beginning, I was like, this is disgusting. I have to leave. They're just trying to sell me stuff. God, yeah, catch I never them got all. It. Like, the, it's a shameless. It's a shameless theme song. <laughs> like, got to get your parents to buy it all. The only Pokemon thing I ever got into, and I really didn't even like it that much was the game on Nintendo 64 because our grandma got a forest for Christmas one year and I was like I'll play it it's kind of mm-hmm. dumb but whatever uh, yeah the only thing Pokemon I ever got into was characters in Super Smash Brothers mm. let me some Zelda does does um does the Nintendo uh switch interest you at all uh yes and no so Here's the deal. Yes, it does, because I've heard that of the Zelda game on there, and I played it for about maybe two minutes. It's fantastic, and I love Zelda, like a lot. So I would buy the system just to be able to play that game, which sounds ridiculous, but it's that important to me, and I enjoy it that much. Uh, And there's maybe one or two games that I would also want to try on there, but then I would never do anything with it again. Like, it would just sit for like two years. Could you go buy it 
play Zelda, beat it a couple times, and then give it to me for free? Uh, that way no. you cut out the guilt of just having something sit around. And, okay. <laughs> you know what? Can I just like okay, – okay, sorry. I, I know we're, this is just the episode of a thousand tan- tangents. So if you hate our tangents, this is not the episode for you. That like re- – okay, I'm not saying that you actually wanted me to do this. But this thing where like people try to get stuff for free – from their friends as opposed to like getting it themselves just bothers me. I don't know why. What do you mean? Like who's, who's doing that in your life? Who's doing that in your life? No, no, no. There isn't anyone. It just, you see the, so, um, I mean, there isn't anyone doing anything right now at all. It just, it's just, okay. it's one of those things where like, um, so, okay. So I'm not talking about if a person has a really bad thing happen and someone creates a, Go fund me for them or a kick, you know, or just like that's totally different. I I just mean when they post and they have like a post on the old Facebook where they say, hey, we're trying to find um, uh, tickets to Disneyland who can get us in for who can get us in oh, for free. Oh, yeah. You know, just like constantly oh, yeah. like, oh, hey, I want to. Um, Gosh, I'm drawing a blank, but like we want to play the new like Zelda. Who's got a Nintendo Switch that I can borrow for a weekend? Like that kind of thing. I just I've never really liked it. Just somehow really bothers me, and it always has. It's been like one of those things where I'm like, oh, that's kind of gross. Like, don't don't do that. Yeah, I have. Um, uh, the thing that's around us a lot more is that we have people in ministry who. Mm-hmm feel like it is a valid thing to do um, because they're poor or are missionaries or whatever. And at some point, like, I think it's cool. But other points, I think it's very uh, it's very painful and awkward. It's like, hey, guys, uh, I, I don't know. I don't want to go through it too much. But I, I do feel that uh, happens a lot in our circles. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where I uh, – like you, you see a lot with um, certain bands. They'll be traveling through Orlando and we'll just have like a Facebook post asking for free like free uh, free like tickets at Disney World or something. It's just kind of like um, – it's just like using people. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I, I listened no, to I the, agree. Yeah. So – and, and you know, and, and I like certainly have been guilty of um, relying too much on the charity of others at times. I th- I think I think it's you know a common thing that you just go through within your twenties at times, especially your early twenties. Yeah. But um, depending upon just your state in life and whatever. But um, yeah, it's just you know, um, not cool. What are some other things that you just think like, oh, this is weird. We should not do this. Uh, I think we're selling way too much to each other. I do think so. Wait, I, wait, 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 wait. Let me just ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Isn't asking and pestering our listeners for Patreon support? Similar? Well, no, because we're providing no, something. Yeah, because no, yeah, no, I mean, this we're is peddling content. Absolutely. No, and, and, like, this is a th- like, here's the thing, though. Like, when we're, I mean, I, I think it's, that it's, it's worth having that. Because, like, that's the thing we, as, that was one of the, one of, the pushbacks that we got when we first started this was I, I was just trying to explain to people why, like what we're trying to do. And I would say, I'm just really yeah. sick of talks. And the thing was, well, aren't you guys just talking? Like, aren't you just doing a talk? 
And I would be like, okay, that's, and I'll kind of stop thinking, and go, well, no, because the point is with this, sometimes there might not be an answer. It's right. just trying to unpack a thing. Like, this is not, uh, there's, it's a little, there, it's, it's a lot more like nuanced than that. So, but, um, yeah, so what's the difference between someone selling Airbond and our Patreon page? And I'm just using Airbond yeah. as an example. I, I just, it's just the, Arbon. Yeah, Arbon. Yeah. yeah, there's not one person who's coming to mind. It's just a thing. I think there is an exponential increase in people doing these um, direct sales, multi-level marketing. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say this. I understand why our generation is doing this more than any other. Because, one, we all seem to hate our jobs. Two, the economy sucked right when we graduated college. Uh, it was in the t – uh, well, not right when, but it, pretty quickly thereafter. And so – um, a lot of people have to do these side hustles in order to make things work. And then you have the other kind of element of the perfect storm, which is so many people are shifting away from traditional consumer product companies because they are afraid, rightly and wrongly, of all the chemicals and additives and preservatives and stuff. And so it's like this isn't just mouthwash. This is sustainable mouthwash. This isn't just makeup. It's makeup that didn't murder the eyeballs of little baby bunny rabbits mm -hmm. this isn't just you know and it's stuff like that so that you know you got your essential oils racket and you got your juices racket and you got all that stuff me and my wife we're really into us born books and uh, i think my wife might she's not a seller person but she i mean man we probably bought 300 dollars worth of books like the last couple of months we're just as homeschool families you're always looking for the next book so but it is crazy it is crazy. I literally had someone say, listen, you're an overweight person. That was how they started off their sales pitch to me. Listen, you're an overweight person. Um, how come you haven't been excited about my um, my products that could slim you down? And I was like. That's crazy. I, I don't know how to respond to this right now because I'm. How come you're not excited? It's weird. Like, like wouldn't you want to buy my product because you know it will help you lose weight? And I'm like. No, I don't want to buy your product. I can just eat less carbs. <laughs> Things. It's it's not about I don't have the right product in front of me. It's that I don't have any willpower. <laughs> well, it, you know, it's all about the willpower. And, okay, so we, um, we've Aaron and I have a, have a have a very good friend that you also know as well who who does Mary Kay, and I like her approach from what Aaron. Said told me because one like she's just a really nice girl but two like she's just like hey if like this is stuff that you like i can hook you up with this you know so it's yeah and like that's totally fine it's more like the things like it's more like the cold ask that puts you in an awkward spot you know uh like it's the random like facebook message from a person you haven't talked to in, in like a really long time that you think you're just like saying like hi to and then like the ask comes and you're like oh i thought you wanted to no okay like that's what i don't like but and, and like some people, I, I just I don't think. And I, let me just say, I get that all the time. I mm. well, I should say I got that all the time. I would say maybe like three, four months ago, I, I could not go one week without someone I hadn't talked to since college reaching out to me saying, "Hey, how's it going? While I have you on the line, have you ever thought about your insert thing here?" Really? So people from school, I haven't gotten a lot of that in a while. People must not from like school? me. Oh, uh, from oh, college, all the time. All the time. Yeah. All the time. It was crazy. 
there I would say that there was probably a 12 month stretch where literally every single week someone was trying to sell me something. Really? And some of them might have been repeaters trying to get me on the on the hook for it and stuff like that. Yeah. And I just tell everyone what I tell focus missionaries. Not right now. All my money is going to my wife. Yeah. And, and it, that might sound like a jerk chauvinist comment. It's not literally my wife is, is the financial person. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. All the, all, I mean, I might pay some of the bills, but my wife does. She knows every inch of every penny. And so well, and- I, do, I'm, I don't donate. People think that I'm going to get hooked because I, I'm a speaker guy. No, sir. I don't know how to handle money. I give it to the miss. <laughs> well, you know, and we're like roughly, I mean, not without divulging too much in this stuff, but I'd say like you and me are probably like even in terms of like net worth stuff, if you will. Like how to put this? Like we like our, our current lifestyles are pretty similar, I would say. And – I think that you there's a lot of silence, and I feel really bad now. So, um, no, I'm just taking footnotes in order to reference later. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So funny, um, Luke. It was perfect. Thinks I'm white trash <laughs> like him. Because... <laughs> I'm just kidding. He drives no, a on, Chevy. Um, <laughs> um, like I, and you know, like we're you no, know, we're not dirt poor, but we're not like uber rich or anything. Um, those are the only two categories left in America. Like, I know, right? <laughs> like, I don't necessarily have the money because, like, what I've seen with certain health products, uh, especially health stuff, it's like an extra like hundred plus one to two hundred a month. And I'm always yeah. like, I don't have the money to do that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I do. I mean, like, I do. But then that means like oh, there goes our like what we're trying to like our like house deposit, or there goes. You know, like, or, or like movie budge, or you know, you know, like there goes like other stuff that yeah. were like, it, it just, it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it would like be different if it was like ten, twenty, you know, ten or like twenty bucks a month. I'm like, oh yeah, like that's that's cool. Like I can do that. But it's where it's like, yeah, I spent two hundred dollars on like these like, milkshakes. I'm like, ah, uh, I do not have two hundred dollars to spend on. And if I had an extra two two hundred dollars, <laughs> it would probably be going to beer. <laughs> I'm buying another preamp. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's, it, and so I always just think that that's just weird. Where like a lot of the things that I think that people are trying to peddle, and you know, I mean, perhaps everyone's just waking. Sorry, perhaps everyone is just like making way more than I am, and they want and they can they just have hundreds of dollars they can or you know they have a couple of G's they can drop every month just out of like out of nowhere. But I'm just not you know, and I certainly wasn't able to do that like six or seven. Years ago, when I, this all kind of first really kind of came out of nowhere, if if you will, and I just was like, no, I don't know why you're asking me that. No, um, yeah. And now it's just more like I can't, you know, like I don't know. It's it's just I don't quite get that part. And so that's why I like some like of the makeup or some of the jewelry, sorry, or some of the jewelry stuff. You heard it here first, folks. Luke yeah. loves makeup. Well, no, but like at, <laughs> at least like when like Aaron explains to me like like how much that stuff is, it's like not that bad. Yeah. You know, you just No, and Shan- it w- it was funny how my wife just went to a friend of ours who has done some marketing to us but it's the same way. It's like, "Hey, I'm the sales rep for this. If you want this, let me know. If not, that's cool." And every so often my wife would be like, "Yeah, no, I want that. I'll go through you. That'd be cool." Um and so we um 
yeah, it's that that's fine. So she's like, hey, uh, the, my favorite thing is how they use it as an excuse just to get women together. So it's like, hey, girlfriends, come all over to my house. We'll drink wine. I'll do this presentation. You don't have to buy anything. Here's a bunch of free samples. And then I get a slap on the back. And, of course, everyone buys something, But uh, <laughs> which is kind of the point. But um, my wife did the beauty counter thing, which is great because then right after that, Leah Darrow is talking about it with us on the show. And uh, it, it's really great. It's very eye-opening. There is a lot of stuff that I think is fundamentally bro- broken with our economy because as Americans – we have a very strong tendency uh, to only value the lowest priced item mm-hmm. and complain that it's so crappy. Like, I think Apple alone has done a lot to shift the average American's understanding of prices. Like, if you want really good quality stuff, now I'm not saying, I'm not an Apple apologist saying this, but their whole thing is like, it's affordable luxury. So it's like, here's a really well made product. That that is, you know, um, it is symmetrical and it works and blah, blah, blah. And you're going to we're going to ask you to pay five hundred dollars more than you would uh, buy a cheap plastic laptop at, a, you know, at, at Walmart. Like you can go to Walmart and buy a two hundred dollar laptop and it runs the same copy of Windows or you can, and, and the hard drive will crash. You'll have comes with tons of bloatware and blah, blah, blah. Or you can have this awesome experience and people are buying Apple laptops more than they are almost any other category, even though they're more expensive because they realize, oh, crap, mm-hmm. if I pay more, I get more. But there's been such a drive, especially in the PC industry, to make things as dirt cheap as possible that everyone becomes accustomed to that. The same is true with music. Like, if you want really good music and you want your musicians, I've been watching a lot of, like, I started with the Billy Corgan stuff, and then I've just been doing this deep dive down to the music industry. Mm-hmm. But the whole idea is, if you want really good music, you have to be willing to pay for it. You know, I, and it's easy to steal it because you don't feel the marginal cost of just one illegally downloaded song. But the actual cost of a million of you thinking that means there won't be a new album for another year or another two years until they can recoup the cost or, of studio fees. Or they'll do the thing where they just produce like a whole bunch of stuff and it's just not that good. Yeah, and it's all filler, so, no thriller. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's actually one of the reasons why I've gone over to vinyl is I like the idea of, ooh, do I want this album or do I like, you know, that kind of having to make that choice and really trying um, to measure the opportunity cost of, well, if I, yeah. you know, if I get the, um, see, I almost bought like License to Ill the other day, which is one of my favorite albums oh, of all goodness. time. I love that album. Beastie Boys, so amazing. You know, love it. And I'll, 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 I mean, I will get it at, at like, on some point in time, but I'm like, you know, right now, uh, I'm just really, like, since it is Christmas, I just, you know, I'm I'm the spender, if you will, in our family, and I'm really just trying to make sure <laughs> that I don't go on, you know, <laughs> I just bought $300 worth of vinyl. <laughs> Yay! Um, and everyone goes, you're an idiot. Um, and anyways, I'm just trying to I'll be careful, you know. And so that I haven't having to make that choice. Just go, okay. Well, I want this, just not right now, you know. And so it's yeah. I uh, I also I wonder too if there's something to this thing of like human contact for when like we buy things. Like this, I, that's why I, I do like sense weird. Like I'm going again, going back to the Mary Kay stuff. Like when you have those like parties, if you will, at least you're just getting together and you're just having a good time. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's like. Um, I mean, think about it, how depersonalized the bargain basement experience is, right? So yeah. you go into a Lowe's or a Home Depot, and not a, nothing against those stores. Like, I really do like those stores. But, I mean, I knew people that worked there, and they would say to me all the time, like, 
Yeah, if, I don't know. I always tell people aisle 17 because it's the opposite side of the store as me, and they'll never find me again. Hey, where's plumbing? Where's lumber? Where's lighting? Oh, aisle 17. Mm-hmm. And, because he's like, what the heck? Like, I don't care. Like, I don't know where these things are. I'm only in this to get a small paycheck, blah, blah, blah. And so you realize that, I mean, this is the beauty of buying local is they always say the smaller it is, the more they can work with you and work for you and better customer service. But the problem is, like, I mean, that is the appeal, just what you said, of of um, some of these multi-level marketing things is because it is a human being coming to your house and selling to you. It's also the uncomfortableness because now we're kind of trained to have, you know, I when I go to Walmart, when I go to Lowe's, and when I go to Home Depot, I always – and Costco, I always have earbuds in. I don't want to talk to people. Mm-hmm. They're in my yeah. way. When Here's the deal. I just saw, I was at HEB today, and I saw a lady setting up a booth for what I think is the scourge of humankind, a direct TV sales booth. Ugh, yeah. Do you remember them when they invaded Best Buy? Uh, excuse me, sir. Can I ask you uh, how much do you pay for your cable? I'm like, screw you. You have... That's your literally your sales pitch, and it was. That's what they were like. Yeah. Ah, I'm not ah. here to get cable. I'm here to stare at huge TVs. I can't. I saw an 80 inch TV by the way the other day, and I was like, oh, one day. <laughs> here I yeah. am, Lord. <laughs> yeah. No, but th- this is thing of. I mean, I think that's a good point, Luke. Like, I would much rather have a party drinking wine with my lady friends, painting our toenails, mm-hmm. than I would. Going to the mall? Like, the mall is gross. The mall is for shopping. The mall isn't really for buying. Well, it's it's weird, too. Like, you, so back in the early 20s, like in the 1920s, you had conspicuous consumption. Yeah. It's all about going out, trying to be seen, doing or buying, like, certain things. So back in the day, the extreme examples of this would be people would smoke, uh, smoke it like, um, they would smoke a cigar that was wrapped in a $100 bill. Which and that's in like the twenties, so um, I think we tend to have that still now. I think Starbucks is that to a certain extent. Like you're there because you just want to see. Oh, I'm a, I got like I got my Starbucks. I got my you know. It's not really all that good, but I think the yeah. the other kind of like side of that in terms of like being seen. Oh, I'm getting the right stuff, doing the right things. Is there is the experience of going to Starbucks? Like it's why we like going. But the Disney World, one of the things that they do so well is it's not just like the rides and the attractions. It's the they will bend over backwards to make sure you have the best day of your life. They'll do everything they can to make you happy. It's funny, the exact opposite of a parish. And um, <laughs> but I think there is this element of still like we want to be we want to be seen doing these things, but not have to have like human interaction while we do it. And it's just, and it's just, it's, it's a depravity, which just leads to more a depravity and more and more like isolation. So I am like, how cool would it be if someone had like a bourbon tasting thing, where you could just like get or like a beer um tasting thing, where you just got together at a house, tried 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 a bunch of beers, and you can buy like a six pack of something. Yeah, I just think because because it's, it's a, like when was the last time? It's weird. Um, I want to say I heard some stat about bars now, like. They're not really meant to be places where you go and talk to people. They try to keep it as loud as they can, and it's just more about just this crazy party atmosphere as opposed to a place where you go and you have an actual conversation with the person and you interact. Because that's that. I mean, like bars back in the day, 
they were like the public forums. You know, it's where you would like really. Well, the pub pub means public house. Yeah, yeah. And you would go and like you would have. Like, <laughs> that was the whole point. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I I just think. Uh, yeah, it's weird. I don't even. Yeah, you're right. I, I I'm actually trying to stop wearing my headphones at Kroger or at Target, but it's hard because there's just no real. Um, there's no interaction going on. You're just kind of in and out. You know. Yeah, I mean, those places are designed for one of two things: to keep you in as long as possible, so that you'll buy more stuff. So, like a grocery store, or a casino, or to get you in and out fast enough. Right. And so like a convenience store or whatever, that the whole focus is not on the customer experience at all. The focus is on withdrawing money from you to the maximum extent. And so but it is funny, though, the market will shift. So, for instance, if we're going to nothing but bars where it's like loud screaming music because they know that if they create a crazy party experience, people will be a lot looser with their judgment on how much money they're spending and they'll they'll overspend which probably also means that they're being overserved but um there is a interesting thing where you have a place like Deacon Baldy's which is like the bar you bring your family to <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. hash, or, uh trademark Michael Gormley 2007 uh you can't have that unless you pay me uh the bar you bring your family to like it's cool because you can actually sit down and talk unless they have a live band there then it's way too loud but um there is totally there is totally a conversational atmosphere because the seats are park benches. I love so you that. have this total yeah, oh, it is such a great feel. So we do our theology on taps there because I can stand in one corner and fifty people can hear me, but I'm not which is our fifty people, but I'm not dominating the whole place. You know what I mean? Like I don't have a sound system, I'm 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 able to use my own voice. Um but at the same time, you're right. Like this is interesting, man. I think we've struck something because you have this trend towards the cheapest and the cheapest, but then you have this trend towards luxury experiences, which I think Apple would fit in. Although I do think Apple makes really good products, and I think a lot of other PC companies are like, yes, we will make better products. I think some PC companies get caught up in the like the language of Johnny Ive, who's locked forever in an all-white room. Uh, <laughs> this language, the language of luxury, you know, like a room with no corners. Yeah, we meticulously plan the most exquisite. And then you hear these companies that just make shit boxes and they're like, we meticulously, you know, and you're like, all right, settle down, people. Um, but the uh, but there is that that notion of like fake community, like Main Street at Disney World. Mm-hmm. Like, like Main Street at Disney World is the most fake place in America. Oh, but right it heart. is. But it, yeah, but it is. I mean. It, every single person that you have a pleasant interaction with is paid to have a pleasant interaction with you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, think about no, it from that true. perspective. Yeah. Now, but that's why you're going there because you're going there because you're sick and tired of not having pleasant interactions with the actual humans around you. So uh, think about that. But this then this becomes the differentiator between the rich and the poor is the rich get to afford these experiences. So it's still a race to the bottom for a lot for the mass market. And then either for what poor people choose to save and spend their money on or go into debt for, whether it's uh, – uh, like for me, I will spend an extra $100 to get a better seat on an airplane if I'm flying home and going right to work mm-hmm. because I will be so cramped and so smashed. I fly United exclusively because I need to rack up those airline miles so that I can be put into a, a, an upper or higher class thing so I can have economy plus and not have to pay for it or whatever. 
And I need, I, I feel like I need that because I travel so much. But at the same time, it's airlines that actually give you decent seating and decent food or whatever. They're going out of business because Spirit Airlines is undercutting them. You know, so you have this drive to the bottom that doesn't let, unless it's ultra luxury like a Virgin Airlines or whatever, where it's a lot more expensive, or it's first class, which is five times more expensive than a economy plus ticket or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, it is, you know, and I, I believe we have talked talked about this before, but it is interesting just this whole, like, we're paying to be treated like human beings who have dignity. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, um, I, I, I don't think it's, I mean, I'm the eternal like pessimist when it, when it comes to, to this stuff, but I don't think it's going to get better anytime soon. I mean, who, who knows? Yeah. Like, we, we could hit a point where people just get tired of it and it just starts to change. Well, what if, I mean, think about it this way. What if your friend selling to you is the market signal that like, I, you know, I'm like going to Amazon, if I'm going to do a, um, if I'm going to go to a big box retailer, I'm going to go to Amazon. You know, screw you guys and you're terrible the way you treat me. I don't want to talk to anyone. I want to talk to robots. Let me just buy it on Amazon. And if I want that experience, I'm going to call my buddy and we're going to have ourselves a little party. And I'm going to buy some fancy new makeup or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now, that's interesting. What if this is part of the shift? Like, I don't know. But I, I, don't, yeah. I think I, this is where I come back to local. Like, growing up, I was always like, oh, local, blah, blah, communism, blah, blah, blah. But I really do believe that you can't have a strong community if you don't have community businesses. You can have businesses yeah. that own, that operate property and space in that community, but a Chili's cares less about the town it's in other than, like, foot traffic and, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, like, overly concerned with, you know, yeah. Skokie, Illinois, you know, or, or the Woodland, well, you know, Texas, it, whereas people who live in that community and own the businesses in that community would be. This bar that we used to go to out in Eureka, Dave's Place, the greatest bar ever, uh, they, on, for all of the Monday night games, because out there, you know, they start at like 5.30, they would just have a potluck dinner. You just bring, and I was like, oh, so I could, like, I thought it was for like a party or something, and it's a really small bar. I mean, it's, you know, probably, you can fit maybe like 80 people there. If they're, I'm talking crammed to like, the bone I, that's actually a stretch um but and it was just for anyone who's there anyone who wanted to have it and it, like and you know you try a person's dip thing with chips and you're like oh this is good who made that you did that's like i'm luke you know it's 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 a great way to uh, to meet people and i don't think it really would work anywhere else besides a, a bar that small without and that, that doesn't have a lot of options for things to do besides watch tv and talk yeah so but like what what really scares me about a lot of the stuff is because I, I do think like that the market will shift towards those things as people become more desperate for human interaction. What scares me is if the market actually isn't open enough for people to be able to do that. You know, so like Whole Foods just got bought by Amazon, and we have a Whole Foods by our house, and we'll, and we'll and we'll shop there occasionally. It's a little like obviously it's way too expensive for any like rational person to go and buy stuff there. But you know if we just want some really good food really quick, we'll, we'll just like stop by. And the, you can and it's now an Amazon same day a delivery place where you can go and just in a box pick up stuff that you had ordered that that day. 
and I was, and I was, and I, I, I don't want to speak to her, but I'll speak for her. Sorry, that's weird. Uh, I don't want to speak for her, but I was talking to Aaron about it, and she was just like, I don't know. This just makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Like, they're getting really big. And when they're so big that they can just, you know, price out or just, like, stop anyone else, that's not good. Like, that's not right. an open market. So, like, what happens when they prevent you from having that human interaction that you that you want because you don't have any other option? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Fractured consuming. It's disconnected from the locals. It's disconnected from uh, human interaction. It's disconnected from my daily life. Uh, I hop online. I use my phone. I buy an item from a company I don't I don't know other than online reviews I've read. And it gets shipped to my door by a mailman I don't know. A delivery person from any a number of companies. Drops it anonymously at my front door. Doesn't even knock or ring the doorbell anymore. So I don't even need to see a person. And I'm okay with the whole deal from beginning to end. And I'm not, I like, I, I, outside of grocery shopping, almost all of our goods come from Amazon.com. We are proud Prime members and have been for eight years, nine years. But, um, and I'm not a Luddite. Like, I love this technology stuff, but you just see the way it breaks people's brains and it breaks communities. And I don't think we're doing the right thing, but wouldn't that be funny if I'm so fussy over my friend selling me stuff. Now the cold call from a person who's not my friend that will always piss me off. But what if, what if I, um, if I'm nervous about this type of interaction because I'm so accustomed to the anima technia vacua of shopping, like I'm used to putting in my earbuds, listening to a podcast of two people I will never meet, have a witty conversation about things I barely understand as I walk through and buy items from fresh fruit from Chile and you know, like all this stuff. And then I leave and I don't have to talk to anyone because my scanner is a self-scanning automatic thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm pissed off at my buddy who wants to sell me some nail polish because why do I keep saying that because <laughs> because I have to talk with a human being for an hour huh. maybe maybe I'm not broken, maybe it's the system, yes, take away my responsibility it's the system <laughs> well, you know, but I mean, yeah, not to be a dead horse, but it's not so much the people calling me to interact with me it's just like the practicality of like what they're selling that I think at times it's just like well, that's not really practical or. Well, I'm going to have a sexy staycation tomorrow. (laughs) Boner of the month club. So where can people find you, Luke? Uh, On Twitter at TheLukeThe. I run our Instagram catching underscore foxes. We're on Facebook, which we both run. Facebook.com slash catching foxes podcast. I'm on Twitter as well with our our catching foxes Twitter account at podcast. Where can they find you, Michael? Just on the Facebook page. Uh, don't bother looking for me at Lay Evangelist on Twitter because I'm rarely ever there. Uh, but I do want to close today reading a letter, and I think this is hysterical. Dear Mr. Gormley, this is a physical letter. Can you hear that, Luke? Dear Mr. Gormley, recently on a podcast, you almost tried to guilt us into sending you free coffee. Well, here it is, and let that be a lesson to you. Hashtag who feels guilty now. Hashtag Catholic trolling. 
I really hope you find this funny. Otherwise, it will be super awkward. In all seriousness, thank you for the continued excellence on the podcast as well as for the shout-outs. We already had a couple of orders come in, thanks to y'all, and hopefully in time, we'll not only be able to send you coffee, but also some Benjamins, or at least some Lincolns, or at the very least some Washingtons. Hashtag startup business. Please enjoy the coffee, continue the great work, and know that you are in our prayers. In Christ, Andrew from Guadalupe Roasters. I love they, the good uh, people. Because I made, yeah, because I made fun of them, for or my wife, for buying coffee when you did your Luke Coffee Talk. I made fun of her for buying coffee. I was like, they'll probably send us free coffee. And then they send us uh, a bag of free coffee. And it is delicious. It's very and good. And I had my buddy, uh, I had Deacon David Hust, who is a listener and fan of the show. And hey, my son's godfather. Yeah, I had David and his friend, Deacon Shane. They came up and we made them. Uh, uh, we cooked three pots or made three pots of coffee between the four of us. It was awesome. It's good stuff. I, I thoroughly yeah. enjoy their coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Guadalupe Roasters, they are not a sponsor of the show, but one day they will be. So, uh, right now, just to recap, I want to say thank you again to videos.church. Andy Levsnevsky, he is the king of all side hustles and projects. He started Redeemed Online. Uh, does, he's responsible for the hashtag share Jesus videos during Lent and Advent. Um, and also Nun Week, which I love. Oh, Nun that was Week. so um, great. Yeah. And uh, it, it got me, like, half the nuns are friends from college. The other half are amazing women that I now follow on social media. Um, but uh, he wants to send everyone over to uh, videos.church so that you can get the best of Catholic content. Catholic content that actually is a curriculum. It's a course. It's laid out to educate you and your family as you're going through it. So the first series is on Catholic parenting. I am a part of it. I have three talks, three talks, three talks in it. And um, there's a lot of other bearded gentlemen like Bob Lesnevsky. But, uh, yeah, you should go check that out at videos.church. And if you type in the uh, the coupon code CF, you will get 15% off your order. Thank you, Andy, and videos.church for supporting our fine, sensual podcast. God bless you all. Hey, uh, can I yeah. tell you some really yeah. quick stats? Yes, go, Luke. So I posted a thing in a group called, it's a little bit of a poll. It says, I'd attend a, I'm like Catching Foxes re- retreat for church workers. Need to edit the word for back in there because I uh, change, changed it up under under option like yes. We, we had 16 people vote yes under, guys, this whole I'm pushing your podcast thing to bigger heights is just getting, it's just getting sad. Uh, we had three people vote for that. We had three people vote for only if Gilmore ran it, one person for only if Luke ran it, and one person for Luke get a life. And we didn't have anyone say ooh or absolute or absolutely not. So uh, isn't that interesting? Come, baby birds, mama wants to feed you. Isn't that interesting? That is that is, and. Oh. J.D. Flynn, friend of the podcast and editor at large of a bunch of really cool organizations, is all about us doing this. Yeah, he is. He's awesome. I love him to death. He's the one that gave us the idea of the title, The Passion of the Church Worker. So thank you all for listening. God bless. Goodbye. Luke, turn off your quick time now. Uh, I was not even. Wait, 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 wait. Hold your horses. Three. I'm holding them. You tell me when, buddy. Three. I got it queued up, ready to. Two. One.